0: We are here once again. Another incredible One Great Work Warrior episode. And this is going to be an important one and one that you're not going to want to miss. Today, we are going to be talking about a very serious question, and that is, what is the great work? I think a lot of people, you know, might ask that question, and that is, what is the great work? I think a lot of people you know might ask that and especially when you first start getting into uh learning about this and discovering it and really uh digging into it you might start asking yourself cuz you hear a lot of people talk about it and that is doing the great work and we thought this would be a great uh opportunity to address this and dive into it and really break down what the great work is i'm here with a lot of incredible people we got all the usual people here we got Jerry we got Chris we got Brandon we got Derek and who am i missing i'm always i'm missing somebody here i know i am uh jim yeah there we go sorry about that jim so anyways let's dive into this chris let's kick it off with you let's dive in what is the great work
1: all right thanks rick thanks for being the intro man it's good to be here with you guys um you know it's pretty simple but what's interesting is i never really heard that term the one great work until i came across uh what on earth is happening.com with with Mark Passio. And um, now we're all part of this one great work um, team. And that's kind of why I like put out the call for other people that wanted to do this type of work that I love doing, which is for me, it's all about freedom. You know, everything's about freedom. I think that's the main aspect to this reality that we're in is discovering, understanding, feeling freedom and when we recognize that we're in a world where people are saying freedom isn't free, you know, mm-hmm. things are pretty crooked, right? How could um, something not be what it is because we're living in a world where the truth is obscured and occulted and hidden in many ways. And so the average person it's just trying to get by. They're just trying to survive. And, um, you know, I think there's a big difference between being a human that's truly alive and awake and aware that requires us to have an extra layer level of responsibility and recognize that not only do our actions affect everybody around us, but everybody around us affects us. And together, we all affect reality itself and the outcome of what's going to happen next. And we can also see how the things we've done up to this point have brought about um, this cause and effect relationship and, these relationships, understanding them, looking at them, and trying to see how we can do them better and improve on them is our life task. And when we start to key into that, we start to recognize there is work to be done. That's probably why we're here. You know, it certainly feels like that to me. Because when you start doing something that's bigger than just yourself, and you do have to take care of yourself. But when you start trying to think about what can i do with myself of purpose of value it opens up a whole new layer to life and you become a whole um another realness i always think of it like pinocchio becoming a real boy when you dedicate yourself something that's bigger than just your personal egoistic survival needs and that's what i see the one great work as is um the biggest work of all what if we ask
2: ourselves what is most important that's what it is you know, mm-hmm. so um, why don't I pass it on to Derek? Uh oh, Derek's muted for some reason.
3: Muted.
1: Let me switch it. Uh, <laughs> it was working before. Huh.
0: Hopefully, we get him back.
1: All right, Damn we'll,
3: we'll
1: switch it back out for a second here and see if we can figure out what's going on with
3: damn tech nope. gremlins man Them tech gremlins <laughs>
4: jim you ready to jump in you got something sure yeah um so yeah just like you were saying chris i never heard about the great work and and that until i discovered mark passio and um yeah just uh finished watching his presentation about technology and that and how how he gets into the um Really spreading the message is the most important thing. And so but what's the message, you know, is about objective morality and natural law. Um so when I think about it, it's like you know, in, in the most recent years, like say the last decade, I, I started to realize I'm here for a reason and trying to figure all that out. I think like everyone's here for a reason. And um to me it's like just To, um, once I understood moral relativism and and natural law and all that, like I haven't found that's anything more powerful than that that can really make a difference in this world and, uh, get, you know, people to live in a much better condition. So, you know, um, a lot of people say like it's impossible to wake up. People, like, you shouldn't even try and that, but, like, uh, if you think about Thomas Paine and Common Sense, and what that book was able to do, it was able to help wake up the masses, and he he was one person, and, um, you know, like, that's part of the, the great work for sure, it's like, how do we create, like, the modern day version of Common Sense? And just keep trying, <laughs> all different ways to make that happen, you know, because that was media back in the day. That was when a lot more people were beginning to read and all over the world. So that that was the, the technology of the day. Um, but yeah, now there's so much more of an opportunity for, for us to spread a message around the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, totally you know, that I'll, I'll come at it, you know, from that with, you know, the technological aspect. It's like, we want to spread this message. Well, what's the best way to do it? You know? And so, of course, become through literacy, um, computer literacy, and, um you know, just learning as much as you can. And I, that's what I've been up to, and slowly, and I, I got a long way to go. But I do understand. How important that is to for me to learn, because it was the um a book that sparked uh the revolution in people's minds to to fight against the king that you know over two hundred years ago but that that made such a huge difference in the world, and so you know how do we create this uh revolution in people's minds? You know, through it's it's always going to be through a mass uh, spreading technology, um, and another big one is uh, just you know, I inaction is an action. Doing nothing once you know all this stuff and you don't do anything, the inaction of that that's your action. You like that's shit if you're not doing anything. Like once you realize you, you gotta. You got to do it and um, overcome the fear is a big one. And like, I know overcoming the fear is huge. Like just the fact that I'm sitting here right now, being able to talk and not caring who sees it anymore is a big deal for for me. And um, like, I know, like say I stopped drinking seven years ago or six years ago um i started the work before that since like whatever 2012 i started learning meditation and all that and i do know that like a brand is going to go more into um this inner work which is so much a, a great part of the uh, the great work is the inner work that that's what that's how i got here when i started to like say you know look at myself and hold myself accountable like and to find out who i am and and got to a point where I could stop drinking and, you know, like hiding from, you know, and, and, you know, being irresponsible and all that, taking on more responsibility. So I let Brandon, uh, get into that. Thank you.
3: Thank you for that, Jim. And, um, I first heard about this term, the great work, um, studying the alchemical traditions and uh, if anyone is not familiar with that um, it was about changing base metals or you know things like lead into gold and this was symbolic or an allegory for you know changing one's consciousness you know healing one's trauma and doing the shadow work because three things that was always involved in the tradition of alchemy you know, was the lab, you know, or, you know, the magician's lab or that the alchemical lab which was symbolic of the self, you know, the mind, the inner journey. And uh, it was always talking about her you know, dissolution, you know, her you know, dissolving purification and transmutation because the lead or the base metals was our ignorance, our unconscious, our trauma our emotional reactions, us not knowing and all of the unconscious behaviors from negative forms of programming. So the, um, um, the hermit or the alchemist was always in the lab, purifying, dissolving, mixing and blending, trying to figure out what works. Well, this was symbolic of doing the inner work, you know, um, breaking down our ego, you know, because to dissolve something means to break down or take it from a solid to a liquid. Then therefore, if something is being dissolved, it makes it easier to work with. Then therefore, when it came to purification, because we do have to use a form of filtration uh, you know, to weed out certain behaviors, to weed out certain forms of negative influence, to weed out bad behaviors or immoral behaviors and to also weed out emotional attachments from an egoic standpoint. That was all the things that the alchemical tradition would talk about, weeding out certain behaviors, you know, and coming to understand like, yes, trauma is real and we have all, you have been traumatized, but you can learn to heal. And then that's when you had the transmutation You know, part is even though you may have been wounded, even though you may have been fractured, you know, the human mind has a lot of plasticity to it, you know, so it can bounce back, you know, it can be stretched, it can be remolded. So we needed this form of, you know, transmutation um, and have that ego death to be reborn hell again in the realm of of the self you know in the realm of light in the realm of knowledge in the you know in the understanding of natural law so that's where they got the term gold because gold was always symbolic and representative of the most high you know hell the sun and lead was always you know symbolic of low states of vibration low states of consciousness base consciousness you know ignorance so the hermit or the alchemist was spending years and years in his laboratory, hence going deeper and deeper into the self to understand, to dissolve, to purify, and to transmutate his own inner vision, his own self. And that's really where the great work starts. Keyword it starts because you have to do the inner work, start the inner work and dissolve Your own uh, worldviews dissolve, you know, your egoic attachments and then start to purify and transmute. Because if we don't do that, then we'll always be stuck and reverting back to whatever form of unconscious or subconscious programming. Then therefore, once we have that true transmutation, that second birth you know, we can really grasp that philosopher's stone because in the alchemical tradition, the highest point was grasping that alchemical, um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, that philosopher's stone. And that was basically when you had the masculine and the feminine in the alchemical wedding, you know, merged in this you know, integration, merged in this harmonious, you know, uh, uh, form of being. And some people have symbolically have represented that, you know, with the conscious and the unconscious. Some people have symbolically represented that with the left and right, you know, hemisphere. And and I see it as all of the above. You know, you have the masculine force which penetrates and you have the feminine force, you know, which receives these two forces exist in all things. So instead of being in a schism, we have to, you know, heal that division And that's what the alchemical tradition was trying to teach people, you know. So in the grasping of of that philosopher's stone, that was when one had truly um, done the great work, because then they can push that knowledge outwardly and start to educate uh, others. So I'm going to push it back to Derek and, uh, you know, hopefully his audio is working. (laughs)
2: Is Derek there? Still no huh. audio.
3: Ah, them gremlins, man. Them tech—they are. It was working perfect.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of impressed. Um, I looked up, but right before the meeting, I looked up um, one great work on the internet just to see, you know, if anything would come up. And uh, you know, you find the one great work network, which is awesome. But actually, on Wikipedia, I was kind of surprised I had a pretty decent description. It says, the great work, a term used in Hermeticism and occult traditions, such as the Lema, uh, accomplishing the great work symbolized as the creation of the Philosopher's Stone, as uh, Brandon just talked about, represents the culmination of the spiritual path, the attainment of enlightenment, and rescue of the human soul from the unconscious forces which bind it. The great work signifies the spiritual path towards self-transcendence in its entirety. This is the process of bringing unconscious complexes into the conscious awareness in order to integrate them back into oneself. Pretty good for That's uh, cool. Wikipedia, I got to yeah. say. Yeah. Um,
2: wow. I'm surprised
1: to expect that, you know. Yeah. So, surprised. yeah. It's cool. Wow. Let me um, pass it off to Jerry. Jerry, what do you got to, to say in regards to the one great work? And being a one well, great work warrior.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, I just
6: oh, there's Derek. He's Derek, back. You're back. All right. <laughs> right.
5: Jerry, you're good, man.
6: Well, I wanna hear what you have to say, brother. I'll pass it to you.
5: All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh sorry, I don't know what the hell. Uh just unplugged and plugged back in the microphone. It everything was good to go. And yeah, part of the great work is, you know, when you're creating whatever kind of you want to be at the top of your game and always looking to, you know, refine and just stay on top, level up and whatever. But uh, yeah, Brandon, I love what you had to say because yeah. in yeah, Jim as well. It definitely always starts from within. And uh, are we going to be the master builders of our own life from the inside outwards? And, you know, what are we going to be, Projecting in the reality field, in our local environments, our families, our friendships, all that stuff. And, uh yeah, building that inner temple takes a lot of work. There's, you know, maintenance involved year after year. Just think about any kind of given building or whatever. And, yes, the firm foundations of eternal principles, a la natural law, cosmic law, universal law, a lot of things that have been, you know, not going to get into semantics but y'all, y'all already know already but uh the two pillars that are really going to be you know the base of everything is that holy matrimony alchemical wedding like brandon said of the divine feminine masculine and over time you know sometimes you know these pillars can be you know leaning to whatever and we gotta ch- just keep our stuff in check and do that inner work all the time. It's a daily operation, like I like to say, and uh, just holding firm on principles and you know, keeping that balance between the two pillars and holding them upright, right? Because yeah. uh, yeah, I brought this subject up, and yeah, one great work warriors, and uh, like people might be like, well, what are these guys about? Like you know, all this stuff, and like, what is what kind of work is so great about them, or what you know, like people can make up whatever they want to in their minds if they're not familiar with certain concepts. So so I thought that, uh, you know, talking about the great work would be, you know, and y'all already, you know, kind of confirmed that. Yeah. Oh shit. We should have done that towards the beginning, but you know, it's all good. And uh, the first segment was great. You know, what is a right, you know, because if we don't know what our rights are, you know, like someone else is going to be taking advantage of our rights in a sense, kind of like if we don't have control of our mind, then someone else might be manipulating it. And that is why part of that great work is always founded on the first cosmic principle of mentalism. So getting your right state of mind all the time, that's key. And just being in this collective consciousness, there's so many influences and all types of scattered or fragmented consciousnesses and Y'all were talking about like different forms of media before, and just like we're subjected to so much stuff since, uh, since we're bo- as soon as we're born, pretty much. And, and yeah, like whatever st- statistics there are in regards to like a child nowadays is subjected to umpteen thousand uh, ads per, I want to say, a day now because <laughs> things are so ridiculous. But, uh, yeah,
2: you know, so, um, Jerry, what's good, brother?
6: Yeah, pretty fucking ridiculous. These ads. I swear to God, dude. Like, I'm gonna count them one day. But it's it's up there. But uh, I have to say, I love what everybody said. What Brandon said. And uh, I'm just thinking of that. What do you call it? Uh, the, the distilling. Like, I just think of uh, myself. I'm constantly distilling with information. Like a moral relativist. Like his point of view. And I have to consider what he's saying so i consider that a distillation process but uh at the end like we get the gold and that makes us better so uh yeah i know you wanted me to talk about my uh time in the military chris i don't know how that fits into this but yeah i think what everybody else said uh, are fundamentals and then maybe we can talk about the uh the output the reaching others. So uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there for now. I just
1: thought that was such cool alchemy right there of you, um, you know, kind of going from one extreme to the other being like, for my story, I was working at the courthouse when I started listening to Mark Passio's work and it was so extreme. Like I couldn't be there anymore. And that was kind of like what I was getting from you when we first started communicating is like, you were still stuck inside of this military and seeing everything going around you and realizing, hey, this isn't me anymore, you know? And you had to take some steps, right? To get yourself in a different scenario. How do you, I mean, that's a big change, right?
6: Oh yeah, I feel like you, when you were in the courthouse, I mean, I still, because I have like a tattoo with the government, it's essentially a government tattoo. and uh, I got it because I wanted to honor my father and my grandfather because they have the same one so i said uh, you know as a tradition and since i'm in the military it's like it's like symbolic but now i'm like shit bro i have to fucking you know deal with this uh you know lesson learned but i definitely feel better now that i'm out the military so take that as you wish man
1: yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing huge. that. Yeah, that's um, huge. I think that's the real stuff that people, you know, have to go through is changing their life in real ways, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Very cool.
1: Rick, you want to pop in next?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, you guys all make amazing points, by the way, and stuff that I'm really going to be thinking about. And I come uh, when I think about the great work for me, I, I always think of, the part that people probably fear the most and run away from the most. And that is, we've kind of touched on it. That's the inner work, the shadow work. And to me, that's the foundation. I think most people are lacking. I think it's something that people uh, fear uh, doing is really examining them themselves. And that was huge for me. And it, it was, it was a game changer. And it was what I needed to do in order to continue forward. It, I had to really dig deep and look inside and and really address things and and get brutally honest and and you know start recognizing and addressing these traumas whether they were big or small we all have them whether you know and i'm not saying they're all the same people have bigger ones smaller ones but they're there and they are definitely affecting you whether you realize it or not they were for me and you know kind of playing in the subconscious and it's something that I check in with every, I constantly. I mean, it's not a one and done. That's another thing I think people don't realize is that it is work. You are. It's like I'm constantly checking in with myself and and working on myself and taking time to to really get to know myself. And that's a part that I I know people fear. I talk to people and they think that they're they think that everyone else is a problem. None of it's their problem. What's going on? and they think everything is perfect, and but their lives don't reflect that in any way, but that's where they're at, and they just don't want to do that really deep soul-searching, and I think that's, I really do believe that's the foundation it was for me that really launched everything, and what's crazy is that, you know, people like, they see how crazy the world is, they see the things going wrong, and they can describe everything that's going on, but they don't realize that you know it's it's us individuals that are creating this reality this is a, it's an echo of what we've created, and so if you haven't done the shadow work, you haven't done the hard work on yourself and started gaining the knowledge of even knowing simple things of what a right is, there's people that can't even answer that question and then, if you don't know objective morality, you don't know principles, of course you're going to what's going to manifest if you're not those aren't your guides and that's not your anchor you're going to get what we're creating right now, what we're seeing right now which to me is just it's crazy chaos and people are everywhere and so i think it's so important to do that work and then once you do do that work then it doesn't end there it's a constant work and then you and then the, for me the big side was the tech side I, a couple of years ago i was saying before we recorded i had a cell phone that was it i had nothing and i knew nothing about a computer i had, like really i didn't even have a computer to be honest that was a big learning curve for me that i was i i was scared of i really Fear tech because I was so out of sync with it. I had my phone; that was it. But people were telling me if I want to start doing a podcast, I got to learn OBS and I got to get cameras and I got to. Get, I was it was overwhelming. But slowly, I chipped away at it. I started, you know, learning. That's where you have to start. You have to put your first, You got to put a foot forward and just start going. And so, believe it or not, it doesn't. It's not as hard as you think. There's a lot of learning involved, and there's a lot of uh, things that are overwhelming at times but it's doable and i'm i'm an example of that because i truly did fear tech it was something that I, i dreaded i was just i didn't think i could do it and so i think that's so important i think people need to really when i think of the great work i really think people need to do the work on themselves i think that is what are people are missing as i said before and once you start learning this and start uh really getting it i think it's your responsibility to put it out there to people in whatever form you want. It doesn't have to be a podcast or a show or anything. There's music, there's dance, poetry, art. There's so many different ways. So I just think that that's what the great work is for me.
3: Great points, Rick. Because before I move on to my second point, um, I forgot to mention that, you know, the alchemists always talked about how the great work was a very hard, laborious Thing because it was a lifelong, you know, journey. And, mm-hmm. you know, the symbolic allegory of turning base metals or lead into gold, it was always, you know, used like a, a constant, persistent pressure because pressure is the force which causes change. So you can you know, imagine if you had some lead and you and, you know, just constantly just, you know, ru- you know, rubbing, 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 putting pressure and, you know, many, many, Decades later, it would eventually turn for in the gold. Well, that was symbolic of the laborious um, task because it was it is hard, you know, trying to, you know, help, um, you know, fix yourself. And then Mm too, the amount of care that was required, the amount of willpower, the amount of dedication and sacrifice, you know, being in the lab, you know, going within, you know, going within yourself requires sacrifice. It required all of these key elements, you know, that we have talked about. Because, you know, it wasn't like, you know, how, like Rick said, it wasn't like, you know, you do it once. Though. You was always going back to the lab. You was always going yep. back, you know, to the uh, drawing board, you know, because there's always going to be things that will pop up. There's always going to be a new mm-hmm. information that will, you know, pop in. And then you're always going to learn like, hey, you know, maybe there is something about me that needs to be fixed. You know, so you have to have the tools in order to do the job. And that's what the alchemist always made clear. And that's why I try to make clear to people like, you know, honestly, doing this kind of work, it, it's not easy. It really isn't. And I want to make that clear to people, you know, doing the shadow work is not easy. It takes time. You know, it ain't like you're just going to do it, you know, hell overnight. You know how the alchemist would spend 50 years in the in his laboratory, you know. And as I said earlier, because it is a it starts off as an internal process You know, so as you have made that change internally, you start to push it out externally and try to educate others. And that's what the hermit would try to do. You know, that's what the sage would try to do, would put that information out there back for others. And in today's world, you know, we do that with technology, you know, so technology is a huge aspect of doing all aspect of the great work because even when taking in information you know to truly change yourself um you know like uh like mark said in his presentation for seeds five um a lot of people take in knowledge through technology you know a lot of people will listen to podcasts will listen to lectures will watch presentations so you know technology is a you know is uh a great tool when assisting in doing the great work and that's how we spread the information back out there you know because what good is it if it's just you you know who knows all of this stuff you know you want to share this love you know it's you know, it's like a child you know you know when a child has a toy and he loves it so much he shows that toy to everybody like like he will take it and show it to everybody well it's the same thing you know hell if you truly love and care for the truth you truly uh, love and care for the knowledge you'll share it and put it back out there for everyone, you know? So will look at it as the last step in the trivium as the output, you know, the wisdom stage, you are sharing what you've come to know. You're sharing what you've come to understand with everyone else. And you're putting it back out there in the world for others to learn And that doesn't mean, you know, that people will take the information, but you are still making it available. You know, you're putting it, you're putting it back out there into the all. And that's what, you know, the sage or the hermit, you know, would do, you know, put it back out there to try to educate others so they can try to, you know, raise their consciousness so they can, you know, start doing the shadow work or, you know, start within the great work internally, you know, so, If people aren't putting the information back out there, then it's kind of like a selfish thing because who are you to think that you can, you know, hoard all the information? Is that not what the social engineers, you know, like are doing? It's not just good enough to know, you know, what good is knowledge if it's not properly applied, you know? And again I'm going to say that what good is knowledge if it's not properly applied? You can know all the things in the universe, but what good is that if you don't apply it in reality? If you don't, you know, put it back out there for others in the form of right action with these hands. And sadly that's what so many people are not doing. You know, there are a lot of people who are knowledgeable. You know, I've come across them, in, you know, like in real life. I've seen them for, you know like in the comments, but there's still something that's holding them back from putting it back out there for other people to learn to educate and to raise their consciousness
4: yeah you you made me uh, think of something brandon uh like recently a couple of friends of mine have been talking about like some of the posts that I made. And I asked, them, I was like, "Do you like really, really understand what I'm talking about?" Like, and they
2: do say that they understand it, but then they're like telling me that people aren't ready to hear it. And
4: I, that's God. That's what I think is really part of the great work is even though people aren't ready to hear it, you just keep saying it anyway. Great point. And um, yeah. Like, But, yeah, it's also it's upsetting, like you're saying, because now some of my friends, they do understand it, but they're just going to say no one wants to hear it. And say like, that's disappointing that they're not willing to, you know, process it and then start thinking about, you know, spreading the word themselves. And these are people who have been doing inner work so but yeah. like maybe you know they're not there yet but i'll just keep i'll just keep saying it and then maybe it, it'll get through to them or um
5: that's just, people say uh, that it almost seems like a an excuse or a cop-out though you know it's like oh they're not ready to hear it well it's like agreed. do you have that fire yeah. live within you to you know be like hey ready or not mother lovers you know i'm gonna say it whether you're ready for it or not i'm gonna try to dial it down or try to you know, put it into some kind of framework that you can understand it. You know, like, if you really, truly understand and have integrated the information and apply it, like Brandon is saying, like, you apply it through your rhetoric, the art of persuasion, how you craft your words towards certain people. You have to understand your fucking audience and the people that you're around sometimes, too. So, people that are saying, like, oh, I want to say so much, but they're not ready for it. It's like, it's 2023. What the fuck you think is going on? You know, like, it, it's been past yesteryear that you know like everyone should have been raising their fucking voice at whatever level they're at and be humble with it you know and like understand that people aren't going to get it right away don't be so like you know take it as a grain of sand or salt you know every interaction you have like on a daily basis i see people at work i try to like integrate little things of just like encouragement empowerment and stuff it doesn't have to be this fucking red pilling people all the fucking time like you don't have to fucking you know have that approach with people there's other ways that people are going to resonate with certain aspects of the truth or the great work or hermetic principles and and then you can get into how government is fucking slavery and how we're not the sovereign beings that we really should be and how you know yeah, how things have been inverted, perverted, and yada yada. But yeah, Chris, what's good, man? We haven't heard much of you tonight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I love um... talk about that Pinocchio stuff, real quick, because, you know, like it's really about activating yourself, the real AI, an activated individual, the activated animus, anima within oneself, being animated, right? Cause Pinocchio wasn't animated before, you know, whatever happened. Like, so yeah, I like that.
1: Oh, that's a perfect lead in for what I want to say. And thanks Derek, by the way, for bringing up this topic. Cause it's a great idea. And, you know, I was saying that, yeah, like we should have done this number one, but <laughs> you know, Brandon makes a good point too, that before you get to the one great work, you got to do the inner work. Otherwise you're not going to be much good at this game of the one great work because, um, you're going to bleed out all your problems onto people or whatever, or it's going to be coming from an egotistical point of view. But um, Brandon was also talking about kids toys. And, and when um, Derek earlier said, the master builder, it got me thinking about that movie, the Lego movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but um, most movies out there, I don't recommend watching because they're full of propaganda and, you know, some bunch of bullshit, but the Lego movie has a good moral in it. And, um, I came up with this word in some of my reading called sonnambalistic. Sonnambalistic. And what that is is like sleepwalking. It's like living life, but you're not actually awake and aware. And um, I think what's really interesting thing about that Lego movie is it's like the the head character, he's kind of this dumbass. And he's kind of bungling his way through. What am I supposed to do? And, you know, like the wise guy saying, like, you got to actually think of something that nobody thought of before you know they're actually telling him he has to use creativity and that's what he has to do you know he has to learn how to use the legos you know like build make a circle into a wheel you know and that saves their life or whatever it's just like using a little bit of imagination and creativity to kind of think around the problem every time i bring up these issues with people like they get it on a certain level like the taxes is stealing like they'll be like yeah I, i get what you're saying you know But because they can't see from here to the finish line, and it seems like scary or unrealistic to go from where we're at now to a world where we're all self-responsible, then it can't happen because I can't imagine it. Therefore, well, let's just go with the shitty program we got now of cheating and stealing and raping one another, you know, but the... um, back to the lego movie the point i really want to make about that and it's the same point i made in my presentation is imagination that having the ability to create and imagine it has a lot to do with creation itself and like people that are so non that are asleep they must not get that there's a god that there is a master builder you know that there is intelligence you know, mentalism, like you talked about, the universe is intelligent. And this is an amazing, fantastic, um, mind blowing experience we're having here, that we get an opportunity to live and be part of this amazing experience of creation. And how real is that? And how amazing is that? Why the fuck would you sleep through that? You know, there's work to be done. And that's if you're tuned in, and if you've done the work enough to where you're not, your brain's not constantly distracted by all the little bullshit in Lego world, and you can actually focus for long enough to listen to the voice inside of you, it's going to tell you, do something good. Do something that shows you care, you know, and true care is is always going to be a level of hard work or frustration or pain, but it doesn't have to be suffering because we're not choosing just to, you know, like we talked about before, just to go through all the terrible bad things just to go through the terrible bad things we're going through difficulties and struggles so that at the end of the road we can make things better for all everyone concerned the great all and and to me that even in that lego movie at the end he got everybody to link their hands and make a bridge so they all work together right but without him having that ingenuity and inspiration then everybody else just didn't just, Do shit. They were just sleeping. They were just in the material world. There's nothing more to it. And so a lot of this is recognizing that the world we're in is amazing. And there is a great spirit. And that when you wake into that, then you feel the joy of caring about that. And then you can receive the messages and directions of what should I do with myself, you know, that takes initiative, which is, you know, the master builder, it's, it's creativity, it's thinking, you know, working through those frustrations.
3: Well, right. Um you had brought up the imagination and who has some of the biggest, brightest hell imagination? Children. So the you know, a part of the great work is educating and teaching children these concepts of her natural law, you know, uh freedom, rights, um, you know, free will choice, um, and of course, you know, the spiritual, you know, essence that we all, you know, possess, and I highly encourage, you know, everyone to check out the H- Kamartin's work and Will Keller. You know, this is something mm-hmm. that Will Keller always talks about. You know, is is educating the next generation. You know, so if you have kids, or you know, if you work around kids, if you work around, you know, the uh, youth, if you work around the next generation, we have a moral obligation. To teach them these same concepts. Because think about it, in 10 to 15 years, they're going to be growing up and they're going to be adults, and then, you know, they're going to be turning freaking parents. So, you know, we want to make sure that this knowledge stays, you know, present within them. This is the passing of the lamp that I talked about in my presentation. We are keeping that fire alive by educating them and installing the correct. Form of mind influence within them, so that they aren't going down this terrible path you know that they aren't making these same mistakes and I like that you know like this is being brought up more in the natural law you know community um it was something that was talked about in funnel three, and you know something that was talked about in the recent you know seed five, which everyone needs to check out videos to both conferences, but yeah, you know and morally educating you know how the youth. And not just turning a blind eye to it, because sadly, we as adults have failed the next generation. We have failed the uh, youth, you know, Um, this is something that also that, you know, how uh, Cat Waters talks about, you know, in the whole destructive family dynamic. You know, it, it is how families are failing their children. They're not teaching, you know these moral concepts we're actually installing more and more trauma we're installing more and more negative forms of programming we are teaching them to worship the state we're teaching them to to bow down to authority um recently today i was calling a game and i heard a, a woman say her son joined the air force and i'm like oh i wanted to, I'm like oh my gosh that means you're a bad parent I'm sorry. Whenever I hear someone saying that, you know, like their child is joining the military, I want to say, man, you are a bad parent. Like, I'm sorry, because we're not teaching these, you know, we're not installing these moral principles within the next generation. And then they're growing up and they're making the same fucking mistakes that their uh, parents have made, that their grandparents have made. And that's how we continue to perpetuate this will of suffering by not morally educating the youth. But you know who is educating the youth? The state, you know?
1: And fucking Disney.
3: Yeah, and all these corporations. They are installing... Uh, Jerry called it ads earlier. I like to call it AIDS. They're installing these AIDS, these ads, you know, in the use of mind and literally polluting them. You know, they're, you know, they're being polluted with hypersexualization, you know, um, obeying uh, authority, not teaching any form of principles, integrity, nothing about truth, nothing about honor, nothing about honesty, nothing about consciousness. And of course, nothing about spirituality. And of course, nothing about objective morality because of course the state and authority they all want you know these concepts to not be present so therefore they can install their negative programming so we have a moral obligation as as adults to install the correct principles within the youth and if you have kids you should be Know, introducing these topics of natural law, freedom, um, you know, you know what is not the right, you know what coercion means, you know, you know why the state is immoral, and these spiritual concepts, and you can even start getting into, uh, you know, you know some light occult teachings because believe it or not, kids can understand a lot more than we give them credit for, and then two, as you are working, you know, these concepts in, you can learn from these kids you know how you can learn from the youth because there is a lot to be gained and then two it even creates a deeper bond you know how with this next generation because there is a huge disconnect well how do we bridge that gap you know we have to start when they are young man and i've always said from as soon as that child is birth then that's when you should be start installing these forms of positive programming and that's why you need to understand these concepts of psychology you know you can use the same techniques of mind control for mind influence in a positive way you know you can use subliminal messages for in a positive way uh you know how. You can have something just playing for in the background, get it installed for in their subconscious over and over and over. Use repetition, use symbols, use colors, use frequency. Create an environment based on freedom. Create an environment based on natural law. Hell, I wouldn't care if you had a whole bedroom set up and, and you just had natural law written all over the walls. Get that shit programmed into your child's mind. Get that shit programmed into your child's mind. Get that shit programmed into your child's subconscious because. those infant years that's all the child has is the subconscious mind so why are we not taking advantage of it because the state is these corporations are exactly how google is how disney is how the vatican is so why are we not using these same tools for mind influence we like we are actually missing on a great opportunity here because if we truly cared and we truly morally educated the next generation then we can actually start to see some fucking results. But sadly, most people are doing what? Putting their child in front of a tablet, putting their child in front of a television, sending their kid to the state indoctrinated slave camps, you know. Installing these, you know, how these same traumatic forms of programming, you know, pushing these hypersexualization hell upon the youth. We are literally failing the youth, man. And it's it, it's disgusting. It's really it's discussion. So, yeah, if people want to dive deeper, I highly encourage them. Check out Will uh, Will Keller's work. He talked about this in almost every presentation and check out Inica Martin's work because she put out a wonderful book that can be um, you know brought about it, teaching the seven hermetic principles in a very, very simple and easy way that even a child can understand. And I have the book. So, you know, I highly encourage, you know, everyone, if you have children, to check out the uh, book.
1: Give to nature and nature will
2: give to you. Mm-hmm. Give that. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep.
5: yeah. Brandon, real quick, uh, I just want to say, you know, just two seconds. Um, There's also a great couple, uh, Love evolution They're raising their kid. He's like five years old. He was watching the FUNNEL conference, which is, you know, FUNNEL is an acronym for those that don't know, Freedom Under Natural Law. And there was a great conference uh, this past June, as well as the seed five uh, metamorphosis with, you know, dozens of speakers, but uh, and like Brandon, what you said is so important. I want, I wanted to say this real quick is that, all right. So there's a lot of parents out there, kind of like Jim, what you were saying is like, Oh, people aren't ready. And this and that, Oh, the kid is too young and he's not ready to hear this and that. And the same with how, some parents kind of introduce foods to kids and this and that. And I have friends in France who are like, "Hey, my, my two-year-old kid eats what, what I eat, pretty much. You know, it's like no problem with that. Whatever. And like, so why not take the informational food, the soul food, and you know, do the same thing? You know, like why subject them to the you know this like like Pepper Pig, this dumbass fucking like mediocre like shit that you know people have their kids, you know, just like." Parents want to have their time. So, yeah, Brandon, like you said, like throw them in front of a tablet and and there you go. And it ain't fucking, it's like lukewarm fucking like shit. You know what I mean? It ain't the bee's knees, even though it's in like fucking like every country, whatever. So, yeah, like there's an onslaught on your kids through unfortunate, you know, shitty forms of media. What are you going to do about it? It's not, I'm not talking to y'all, but it's just like the audience out there. So we have to take it upon ourselves to a good degree, homeschool them if you can. If you can't, then, you know, there's that kind of battle with deprogramming your kid of what they've been subjected to through the public school system and yada, yada. Uh,
2: that's kind of all I had to say about that real quick. So, yeah, thank you, whoever it was. Yeah.
1: And I think it's important to remember, too, that we're all examples. You know, like if you don't have children of your own, you're still um, in the thought process of other human beings around you and young people. And so everything we do um, has an impact, just like you throw pebbles into the water. Every single pebble that hits that meniscus of the water is going to send out rings of reverberations and affect everything around you. So that's where that inner work comes in so important. Is like we have to keep constantly reanalyzing, analyzing analyzing and reanalyzing ourselves, and peeling off our old skin and rebirthing ourselves into a new version, a new, better version of ourselves. And, you know, um, there's no point at which we just reach enlightenment and we got it right. If, I mean, if you reach enlightenment in this world right now, it's realizing this shit's fucked up, you know, which means that there's a lot of work to do. You don't got it until all humans are, um, free and not stealing from one another you know so we got a lot of work to do and um i think personally taking the initiative is like one of the biggest takeaways i hope people um take away from what i'm trying to present is that you know like in that story of talk about child that i was describing in the lego movie the dad is like trying to build a whole city out of lego blocks and he wants to structure everything. And he's so involved in the materialistic, um, world, which is where most parents are at. Like I need to make enough money. So my kid could go to a good school and I could get him a good car or whatever. It's like super material based point of view on everything. And then sacrificing morals and principles because it just doesn't tie in with the reality right now. And so that really requires to make this shift and to become a real boy, is to recognize that poor little kid's imagination was getting destroyed in that process, and until the father had the sense to stop you know caring more about his work and you know these buildings and notice that his child they they only have so much time when their imagination is open, and they're learning that's the time where you need to be for them there for them and care with them and play with them and um, help them grow their imagination and so i think we all do that in a billion ways and everything we do and the examples we set forward so in what ways in your life are you taking the initiative to bring something new into this realm and help people see something they didn't see before if you're not doing that then you're going to be coming up short and you're going to feel it in some way or another it's going to show up in your life the universe will show you here's where you're coming up
2: short and you're going to be suffering you know All right. Um, what other thoughts we got? Are we getting,
1: did you get through the, um, you had a few points to make Brandon. Do you have one more?
3: Yeah. 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 I've got one more. Um, you know, and this is one that gets overlooked even more than the conscious parenting. Um, if you have a certain skill, if you have a certain, or, you know, like you may be good at creating, you know, slides or, you know, creating thumbnails, or you may be good at video editing, you may can provide a certain service, you know, for you know, individuals who are artists or, you know, for individuals who are involved in the one great work, you know, um, you know, there are some content creators who are fortunate enough to have a, a team, you know, they may have a producer, you know, they may have someone who creates slides, they may have someone who does their video editing. That's totally fine because it takes the load off the individual, you know, who is presenting And all of those team members are involved in the great work because it makes it so much easier because many hands make light work, you know. And if it's just one person trying to handle the load, it makes it so much harder because there's going to be problems that will arise. So if you have a producer, if you have, you know, someone who. You know, it's just helping you, you know, with your live stream, then that's totally fine. And we need more of that because, you know, that's us coming together to work to make this message, you know, more widespread. And then also, too, you know, you can help donate, you know, you can help donate, you know, help monetary, you know, you know, monetary currency or, you know, you can donate technology, You know you know, you can reach out if you have a lot of technology, you know, and, and you know, you know, a, a contributor who may be hell in need, then how you can, you know, how you can donate that. These are certain things that the average individual can do to help assist in health of great work. Because, I mean, let's be honest, you do need a level of understanding of this hardware and as you progress, you want to step your game up, you know, there is technology that is required, you know. Of course you got to have a laptop or you know have a desktop, you got to have a camera, you know, have webcam lights, you know have microphone headset, you know, software, um, and as you progress, you wanna, you know, help get better at it, you know, you can if you start building AL Studio, like all of that shit costs money, you know. And if there are donations, it's a free will exchange, you know. The presenter is giving up their time and their effort to spread, you know, this knowledge. And if anyone wants to donate, then it's an even exchange because they are giving up their monetary, you know, have possessions that they work hard for in a free will acceptance or they are, you know, giving off a piece of technology in the free will you know, acceptance. So you have that even exchange based on free will. These are things that get, you know, overlooked. As far as doing the the great work, you know, because honestly, content creation may not be for everybody. Well, if you are one of those individuals, then try reaching out to a content creator, say, hey, you know, I may be good at organization. You know, how can I help you, you know, in organizing with other people or you know, hell, let's say you may be good at marketing, you know, then you can reach out to a content creator and say, you know, hey. Here's my skill. You know, how can I help assist you in getting your message out even further? Because believe it or not, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and we need more people willing to step up to help assist those individuals and therefore take some of that load off. So that was my last point that I wanted to make, because in the future, I hope that I can, you know, help produce or help others you know, how live stream network, that's something that I'm really going to look into. So, you know, not only will I still be creating content, but I can help, you know, others and assist others in producing and pushing out their content in, you know, even further.
1: Yeah. in the modern day, you know, like you were talking about before they had, you know, at one time people were passing around books or flyers in the modern day, we have the internet, we have um, media, you know, we've got, you can be a master of sound, a master technician of running webinars and all these type of things is a modern day swords and weapons of truth, right? Like, how are you going to get that message out? You know, just out there yelling with a speakerphone compared to what you can do online. So, um, you know, I like what Rick was saying too. I've, for me, it's been a hell of a battle. You know, I started i was a carpenter i didn't like computer stuff you know that's what i call the computer stuff you know but um i realized like in my field of of um construction and carpentry if you don't get the tools then you don't get the job you know when they're looking for the guy to frame the wall they're looking for the guy that has a framing gun
2: you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
1: and if you're not that guy then You know what I mean? So you got to learn how to not only get the tools, learn how to use the tools and then practice using them until you can do it with some skill and technique, which, you know, it's a learning curve. And, you know, if you've watched my work, you've seen a lot of those mistakes. (laughs) Mine too. But, you know, we're coming along, right? (laughs) Yeah.
3: It's all about growth. It's all about growth.
1: Absolutely. And what else is the one great work but growth, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Gary any last points Jim anybody want to jump in I definitely wanted to finish my notes real quick I mean yeah growth and evolution
5: not devolution or what, involution whatever right and how can we get you know what Jim was saying in the beginning like common sense which is kind of like the breakdown of the etymological term of consciousness, how can we get people more on the proper frequency and wavelength and common sense of higher consciousness, cosmic consciousness? And yeah, it has to start at the individual level, taking it back to the law of correspondence, right? So when we take it from the micro in on the individual level, And it's just like influencing little pockets here and there, you know, thinking of like grassroots movements and this and that and how things can just, you know, well up in certain areas and like think about the hundred monkey effect or whatever. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it's like all about, you know, making your inner content great before the outer content, whatever you're creating in the outer world is going to be great. Kind of like how that slogan of, oh, like, make America great again. When, you know, there's so many people shouting that term that lack greatness within themselves and waiting for a fucking savior or some shit like that. That's not how this shit fucking works. All right. So, yeah, it's like, oh, there's so much work going on. Like, oh, like, why you got to be working so hard and shit? Like, and that's just, it's just a fucking word. Work. And, like, I don't even take it as, like, oh, like. An arduous thing because I've kind of got over that hump of, you know, really just doing so much, almost like to a point of like bio spiritual regenesis and like having that cosmic apology and like recognizing all my faults and all this stuff and like, you know, people talk about like at the end of their death, like having that flash back of their life and yada yada. Well, I had that like a a dozen years ago, and that completely made a fucking frequency shift in my life and i just like got attuned to natural law kind of naturally because that's kind of more or less our natural state if shit isn't all fucked up and perverted and inverted you know since fucking eons so yeah like on a daily basis i don't see these things as like oh it's like work and like you know how you know do your chores and this and that. We're programmed to, as kids, like, you know, like, oh, I got to do this and this and that. I just think, like, all right, this is what has to be done. On to the next because there's always going to be something else. There's no fucking arrival point here. You know, like, people cannot rest on their fucking laurels in this, you know, pretty dark fucking hour that we're in. There's a lot of fucking, you know, things to be done. I'm not going to say work to be done because just kidding so yeah uh brandon like you said we're trying to turn that base level lead consciousness into gold and sometimes you know over time you have things you put things on the shelf and they collect dust right we gotta maintain and polish that shit every once in a while right so yeah there's virtue signaling in a lot of camps, including the truth seeking, speaking communities where even words like the great work is a fucking, almost like a buzzword and people give lip service to that. And this is not what this is about, this is real life fucking shit on a daily basis. And we all need to, you know, be humbled every now and then we all need to hold accountability within ourselves. And try to bring forth the best version of ourselves as possible. You know, having that pure, clear vessel to be an instrument of truth. And just, you know, a stellar fucking personality and someone to look up to. <clears throat> like you are saying, for, for the youth, right? So there's a lot of things to be, be considered. <clears throat> tending the fires within, you got to have that fucking spark first and fucking foremost which is why sometimes I'd like to speak like this to kind of light a fire up people's fucking asses, whatever. Sometimes you have to bring that fire, especially if you're a fire sign. And if you're a fire sign like Brandon with the Aries and all that good shit that he carries and Jerry as well, that rhymes too. Hey, (laughs) then yeah, there's actually extra inner fucking work to kind of tend to those fires because they can burn a motherfucker up and people around them. So that's part of the, you know, journey I've been on and just, you know, Yeah, we have to have that redeemer in the back of our minds as well. If we make mistakes, you know, so that no one is infallible. So we have to understand that. Pay respects to to the divine feminine, divine masculine, not have so much yang up in your thing and not be so fucking passive as well. So try to uphold your
2: rights. The truth (laughs) with a capital, all caps, you know, and. And try to
5: spread joy, some kind of joy, even throughout the darkness. Be that fucking light, and even one flicker of light, like a candlestick in a room of darkness. Yes, the darkness will pay attention to that because you, it's the only thing that can be fixated in a realm of darkness. So, how are you going to maintain your inner flame? Kind of part of The games, so beautiful. You know, just, Yes, and I
3: love
1: how that um reflects too Brandon's work with the fire and the everlasting lamp. And you know, the truth is this fire is burning inside of everyone. And a lot of people are just like I'm saying, that's some numbalistic state where it's just being covered up. And if you do that, it'll burn you up from the inside. You know, one way or another, you're gonna be burning yourself on the inside if you're not transmuting that fire or in putting something out there with it, especially people that have come to recognize the state of things in this world. And they see the evils and they see the bad things. I know everyone who's gone through this learning process of the conspiratorial type work that we wind up having to look into on this journey. It can be um, damaging to the self. If you don't do anything with it, if you just let it bounce around inside of yourself, it's like that. It's like you were saying, it's a fire that's burning. But it's got nowhere to go except burn inside of you. So the key to letting that out is to initiate, you know, your hands, like Brandon says, and do something with them, you know, and and get that fire, use that fire as fuel to to try to make a difference. Not just try, but do make a difference. So um, I think we'll end it there unless one of you brave gentlemen want to jump in one last time.
3: Just um, I think everything was covered. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: talk, you know. Amazing. It's like
3: um, it's like sharpening a sword, you know. Because you know we hear about the sword help help truth, you know. But just like with any blade, with any edge, if you use it a lot, it starts to become dull, you know. And if you ever sharpen any blade, it requires pressure, you know. You have to use pressure, you know. Because I've sharpened, you know, how many knives? You got to, you know, you know have it at a certain angle. And pressure is required. Well, you know, if we are not putting pressure on ourselves to, to do the interchange, then the universe will eventually put pressure on us by the way of Themis. So I would rather choose the first option and not the latter. Because regardless of not, inevitably, we are all are going to be faced and forced to change. It's just the amount of pressure that's going to be you know required some people are going to require way more pressure you know than others but you know at the end of the day we all are going to be forced and faced to change ourselves and come to learn these topics it's just a matter of, of how much pressure is going to be you know required and sadly we keep seeing more and more pressure being put on mankind because we refuse to face this change mhm
2: the heat is on. Yeah. Yeah.
3: just wanted to say
4: real quick that um i was just like rick and chris when it came to computers i wanted nothing to do with it and uh, i'm still like you know working my way through it but um you know once you know you know like anyone who gets this stuff once you know you know and what a tremendous opportunity it is for us in this day and age to use this technology to counteract those dark forces, you know, like yeah. so that's and if you, you know, if you, you know, you understand you can be a stand for truth and morality and you don't do anything, like I said earlier, that inaction is an action. So doing nothing is your action
2: and you'll go to your deathbed with a lot of regret regret. You know, um so that's just the last thing I was gonna say, just um Do it. Do it. it. Thanks for listening,
1: folks. (laughs) And um, thanks for coming and joining me for this conversation. Brandon, Rick, Jerry, Derek, Jim, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate your um, thoughts and presence. And it makes me, you know, every time we have these conversations, we all have to think about it. And we're we're doing that inner work ourselves and looking at our life and wondering, do I got this right? You know, and how do I say it? So it's great work. Keep it up!
2: Yeah, Thank thanks, you, Chris. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yes. Thank you.
7: rats at the cheese is gone but the trap's flat gonna need a new fat cat to lick that milk fat you know you like those cats yeah why don't you like this crap cat how can we take our life back tight ties the boss flies you got your fucking hands tied why's that Effects are facts these fat cats got your paycheck in their backpack These fat cats got your neck up in their razor deck They flex And these feeble mice run, they scatter, chatter, don't question Their toes whisper, never action These fat cats ain't got no job done Eliminate the problem, no more robbing Let's toss them, lob them, clubber all of them, one. It's the average Joe that's hurting Just steady working Stay sleeping, don't be peeking behind that curtain Lose your socks, shock, cause it's certain These cats just brats, couch moot surfing They lurking and smirking These rats run games They keep it secret, family name Got no shame, playing dirty drains Whack jobs insane, wanna own your brain Guide your thoughts, screenshots and bots Scooping out your hopes, sideshow, cornhole pokes, They laughing folks, we're their jokes They pull those ropes. It's the fucking rat, son. You got a question. Flip-flap, movie quack, parent trap, truth smack, tarmac, money back, no facts, smoking cracks, Minecraft, life rack, gotta get that loot back, gotta get that loot back, gotta get that loot back. Rat trap. Where's the rats at? The cheese is gone, but the trap's flat. We're gonna need a new fat cat to lick that milk fat. Tight ties, the boss flies, you got your fucking hands tied. Why's that? Affects your facts. Those fat cats got your paycheck in their backpack. These fat cats got your neck up in their razor deck, they flex. Flip-flap, movie quack, parent trap, truth smack, mac, money back, no facts, smoking cracks, Minecraft, life rack. gotta get that loot back. Guide your thoughts screenshots and bots scooping out your hopes sideshow cornhole popes they're laughing folks and we're their jokes they pull these ropes it's the fucking rat son you got a question